0: Hello and welcome to CMS Audio Mission from the Church Mission Society, CMS. I'm Trevor Smith bringing you interviews on the changing face of mission today. Last month saw two landmark days in the development of cross-cultural mission work in the UK with both African and Asian Diaspora Christians. At Lambeth Palace, CMS launched its Prayer and Aware campaign to throw the spotlight on mission to and from Asia and Asians. We'll hear from the Reverend Rana Khan, chair of the CMS Asia Forum, later. The other landmark was the conference held at CMS in Oxford of Missio Africanus, an organisation we learn more about in this next interview with CMS mission partner Harvey Kuyani, who's originally from Malawi. After thirteen years working across cultures in the USA, Switzerland and Germany, Harvey is now building bridges for the sake of God's mission between British Christians and the African diaspora. Sarah Holmes met him at his base in Birmingham, which just happens to be CMS's former training college, Crowther Hall, to discover more about his calling as an African
1: missionary to the West. African missionary work in the West is not a new thing. It's happened before the first 500 years of Christianity. You, if once if you read that history, you find so many African names that actually left a mark on Western Christianity. And just to mention a few names, you talk about Tertullian, you talk about Augustine of Hippo, you talk about several other key leaders that, when we read church history, they don't really sound like they're African, but they are really Africans that made an impact on on Western Christianity, and that happened long ago but it's happening again today it's happening with the migration of many african christians to the west and to the rest of the world in going back to that history my goal is to at least help the africans have some confidence that what they are doing is not new, and what they are doing is not abnormal. It's, it's normal, it has happened before, that they can actually be effective missionaries outside Africa. The African church has a lot to offer to the British context, but most of them don't know how to do that. And, and then working with my British friends, I realized that actually they they also don't know how to connect with the Africans to make it possible for the Africans to, to offer what they have. There's suspicion of, on both sides of the conversation. And so I thought, for the sake of God's mission, let's try and build bridges between these two groups so that eventually, possibly, they can work together uh, and, and, and be effective missionaries in, in Britain. Birmingham is a very Culturally diverse city. There are so many cultures, so many, so many races living together, but that is not reflected in the church. On a Sunday morning, uh, Africans will go to their African churches, and British people will go to their British churches. Asians will go to their Asian churches, and and I, I think that affects the way we do mission as a whole. The 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 multicultural city of Birmingham could benefit more from a culturally diversified missionary movement missionaries from all these groups working together uh, as one uh, giving an image of a one united church uh, and then doing mission in the city. I got invited to come and help the Church of Pentecost who have bought Birmingham Christian College so we, we said let's come together build a school that is going to be uniquely identified as a place where Christians and missionaries from the rest of the world will be equipped to be effective missionaries in Britain and in in the West. One of the problems that African Christians, and I would say generally non-Western Christians face when they come to work in the West is that most of the training material they find is written by Westerners for other Westerners so they do not have the Cultural perspectives to understand this and be able to use it, uh, and and the way we are trying to solve that problem is to offer missions training, but from a global perspective, mm-hmm. and and we believe that that would be attractive attractive to even British Christians who find themselves living in a in a very culturally diversified city in 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 Britain. In addition to that, we have managed uh, to start what we call Missio Africanus, uh, which now that becomes more like my personal ministry that uh, is doing hands-on work, uh, based here at Birmingham Christian College, but is doing hands-on work with, with uh, African churches that are not even connected to the Church of Pentecost. So we have the Church of Pentecost base here, but with Missy Africanus, we are working with the Redeemed Christian Church of God and several other African networks trying to offer them this missions training. When I came here in July of 2013, one of the first things I did was to gather together a group of African pastors in London to start this conversation. It was the very first meeting of this group of African pastors. Uh, there were 10 African pastors. Nine of those African pastors were saying, I have given up trying to work with British churches. Uh, And and they all had stories. Some of them were still hurting. Some of them were were like, you know, I've reached a point where I just want to pack up my things, take my family back to Africa. In these experiences where they are so discouraged, they're all giving up. Who is losing at the end of the day? It's 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 the body of Christ as a whole. It's not just British Christians or African Christians. It's the body. It's a body that has to work together. So that gave me even more conviction that this conversation is needed. This conversation is necessary. We need we need to reverse this. We need to castle this thing out. These people have to be able to work and contribute to British Christianity as they would do in Africa. That's God's calling, that's God's doing. This, this casual diversity does not surprise God. It's God's working. Uh, as I have argued probably in the book, I've said, it's God's gift to us. It's God's gift to the world. Let's, let's enjoy the gift. Let's make maximum use of it. You've done some of this courses, the CMS pioneering pioneer leadership courses, I believe. But you're also now teaching, you've got a role as a as a teacher on yes. this. Yeah. Um, what's your impression of sort of engaging with CMS pioneers? Just the way the setup is within the CMS pioneer training pioneer leadership training project. It makes sense. It makes sense to me because it's people who are doing real pioneer work that are coming in for the course it's different from talking to people who are just reading books so that I found, I found that when I discovered CMS I, I came back here saying I've met people who speak my language and, and, and this is a statement that Phil Mount Stephen has quoted several times because it, it struck a chord with him but it's it's true, it's, that was my experience. When I came back from the first meeting at CMS, it was like I have discovered my tribe. Pray for Harvey as his
0: relationship with CMS grows and his ministry develops. Join him in prayer for more bridge builders between our ethnically diverse churches and give thanks for his input into CMS Pioneer Mission Leadership training. Also building bridges between ethnic groups is the Reverend Rana Khan, Chair of CMS's Asia Forum and the instigator of the Prayer & Aware campaign, which began last month at Lambeth Palace. We asked him to introduce himself and some of the ideas behind the campaign and the CMS Asia Forum.
2: I am Rana Yuab Khan. I was born and brought up in Pakistan was ordained in 1999 in Lahore, uh, the Diocese of Lahore in Church of Pakistan, and then came in this country to work for the former Archbishop of Canterbury, Dr. Rowan Williams, and now I'm a priest in the Diocese of London in the area. I was born in a Christian family, in a small town near Multan, and my father had a a desire for me to be a successful person so he sent me to a good church school but uh, interestingly I was not uh, interested to live with my distant relatives because there was no good school, no church school uh, in our small town and then um, I start losing interest in studies local imam was a good friend of my father and he said why don't you send your son uh, as a punishment to our school then he will learn the difference between a church school and a mosque school Imam was very kind to me and the school was fabulous because there was no compulsion on me, no restrictions. I was there for punishment and they decided to give a best exposure of Islam and Muslims to Rana. And I spent there five years. That is something which is my treasure. I have a huge confidence to engage with people of other faiths to share the love of Christ and that is built in because I spent prime time of my life, early five years of my life in a mosque school. I am now chair of CMS Asia Forum. This body has been set up to engage with all those people who live in Britain and have concern and passion for Asia, whether they have Asian background or they are from whatever their background is, but it's more important for CMS Asia that people who have heart for Asia, they can engage with the CMS Asia Forum. CMS Asia Forum is basically to tell the stories of mission going on in Asia, but at the same time also to tell the story in Asia and to the wider world how beneficial Asian communities are for Britain and how they can engage with mission of God while they live in Britain. Most Asian Christians they are evangelistic in their very much in their theology, and they want church in Britain to be engaged with people of other faiths. They want the church in Britain to be alive and to be active. And two hundred years ago, when people from this part of the world went everywhere went everywhere to preach the gospel. And now people from all parts of the world are here where church is. This is the passion that most Asian Christians have. They want church in Britain to be alive, active, and engaged with all those who are from other parts of the world and they live here and I think Asian Christians are in a very unique position to offer to the church and because they don't need a training how to engage with people of other faiths because they lived most of their life with people of other faith, especially if in Indian subcontinent or people who live in Middle East or other parts of the world I think church needs to get benefits from the experience they have the experience of life the experience of dialogue the experience of discussion the experience of of a deeper uh, relationship with those who are different in ideology, those who are different in faith. There was a time when people from Britain used to go everywhere in the world, and now people from everywhere are in Britain. It is a challenge for the church uh, here in this country, how to engage with those who have come here to live. And I think at this point, uh, people of Asian heritage, they can be hugely helpful for the local church because they have training they know how to live and engage with those with whom they share their culture and at this point i would encourage people of asian heritage to come out and to be supportive of god's mission in britain but at the same time just think about if god is calling you to go to the country of your origin as a missionary And now the time has come when Asian Christians can be missionaries in the country of their origin.
0: Let's join Rana in praying for much interest in prayer and aware events, and especially that this would help to release the gifts of Asian Christians in mission, so they can be shared more widely by the Church in the UK. Our final global voice this month is that of the Reverend Ronnie Irene from Paraguay, who was speaking at the CMS Adelante conference in Oxford. He told a full house at CMS in Oxford about his call to mission and how he came to stop taking cocaine. It was when he started dating his wife-to-be
3: and asked to meet her dad. Her father was the Bishop of Bolivia and Peru. (laughs) When I arrived at her house, I see all the uh, clothing of a bishop. What is this, oh, man? I was, um, well, anyway, I, I don't know what happened there. I, tell, I told my little bit religious bishop father-in-law all my life, including drugs, abuse, sex, and alcohol. And I don't know how he didn't kick me out of his house. But he said to me, do you want to keep living like that? And I said, no, no, I can't, no. So uh, I try, and I can't. I couldn't. So let me pray for you, he said. Okay, I was going down on my knees, and he said, no, 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 let's go out of here. Let's go to the church. So we, he took me to the Anglican church the first time. I, I And he, we prayed, oh, I had repentance on my heart again, very deeply, because I knew better now, but uh, you know, what? everything had happened, right? So um, he said to me, do you mind if I pray in tongues for you? And I said, no. I I didn't like it before because I was in a Pentecostal church and I wasn't very comfortable with uh, shouting in tongues. That's me. I'm not criticizing. I'm just talking about how I felt. right? But when he prayed in tongues for me, I felt that peace. And he laid hands on me. And since that day, the Lord took me out of the uh, addiction to cocaine after four years oh man praise the lord yeah and let let me tell you something else three months after that i used cocaine again and i hate it <laughs> i hate it and i realized I, I was very stupid i know but i realized that the lord took that out from the roots uh, f- uh out of me and uh, uh several years after the our my, my father-in-law left bolivia he became a bishop in argentina And all my experience, I want to put it in the church. I said, I don't want youth people suffering as I suffer. I want to share my life with people. I want to share Jesus. I want to share freedom. I want to share power. I want to share love. I want to share peace. What I have is burning me. I, I can't just keep it for me. Two months after I was ordained as a deacon, I, I became the pastor of the church, without experience. Thank God, I was foolish, weak, lowly, and despised. So um, I pray and say, "What do you want me to do, Lord? As a pastor, I don't. What? What? What can I do?" And the answer was nothing. <laughs> Let me do it. Right? Don't uh, stop what I want to do. But Recognize what I want to do and facilitate it. As a pastor, I went to, to Paraguay thinking uh, that I was going to help the cathedral as a pastor or youth pastor. But uh, the uh, main pastor of the cathedral uh, he's going to retire in one and a year in and a half year, and uh, I am the main pastor. Uh, I started to be the main pastor one year ago. For in order the transition be uh, quite uh, slow and easy. I also um, finished b- being uh, the chaplain of the Anglican school. And that is great, because you have the children five days a week. And they can go out. <laughs> you, you can preach preach them the gospel and let the Holy Spirit uh, the results, right? Uh, our only uh, responsibility is being uh, faithful to the Bible. And uh, uh, that's what we do. We share the gospel. We have uh, Bible studies for children uh, from uh, nine years old to 18 years old. So that is fantastic. Because uh, St. Andrew's School uh, teach to uh, wealthy, the wealthiest part of the city, the wealthiest family. uh, um, And I I believe that that's one way to uh, disciple nations. Not only preaching the gospel to poor people, but to the owners of the companies too. We, in San Andreas School, we have the future owners of Paraguayan companies, and we share in the gospel. For, for the moment, they are like close. Uh, they know that they, le- they receive Bible uh, studies every day, every week. When they went out of the school, their spirit will be hunger of God. Pray for Ronnie and his family as they continue a
0: very busy life in Asuncion, Paraguay, and his triple roles as chaplain of St. Andrew's School and as pastor at both St. Andrew's Cathedral and Christ the Saviour Church in Villa Guarani. For our reflection this month, we return to Harvey Quyani to sum up what this edition of Audio Mission has really been all about.
1: Let's try and work together, black and white and and whosoever, just for the sake of the mission of God. Because somebody, when when I was doing my research in America, somebody said, at the end of the day, we are all foreigners and God is the host. Uh, We're all coming to God's table. It doesn't matter where you come from. It doesn't matter your skin color. God is the host. He calls us together. He equips us and he sends us. And so he is no respect of persons, he's not sending people according to their colours, and he's sending us all together. So if, if we can really come together just for the sake of God's mission and work together across cultures, across races, the world will have a better picture of Christianity and a better picture of the God that we serve. Harvey
0: Kuyani, CMS mission partner based in Birmingham, closing this edition of Audio Mission. Join us next month for more authentic voices of God's global mission.